How are we doing, Power Place? Is that it? Come on, are you excited to be in God's house today? Who rode a motorcycle? I saw a four-wheeler out there. I saw some dirt bikes, too. No pedal bikes, which I thought my dad was going to bring his moped, so that would have been represented. But that didn't show up either. Okay, literally, this is like the best day ever. Like, I, I live for this day. Um, my son, Roman, he's almost three. He'll be three in September. He has lived for this day. Like, he doesn't even have a clue what's going on. All he knows is, boom, are coming. That's it. That's all he knows. And he's stupid excited. And so thank you for being a part of this day. Um, we are, we're so excited. The Power Place um, Bike and Rider Blessing has grown every year. And uh, we want to continue to grow it. Our goal would be that we can't fit all the bikes in the parking lot. And that so many people are, are coming to this that we have to, like, close down Kennett Square because the rooms are coming. All day. All day. It's going to happen. We're just going to continue to get the word out. We had over 1,000 uh, reached on, on Facebook. And so, dude, I'm telling you, it's happening. It's happening in the house. And you know what? What I believe is that a, a, a quiet house is a dead house, but a loud house is a live house. And God is going to bless this house because we're alive. That's why my mom's so loud. So, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing because don't you like, when you, when you get into a house that's loud, don't you just feel like there's life there? And I feel like there's life here today. I feel like God is doing something in this house um, that's special, that is, that is unique. And uh, I, I'm so excited that I get to be able to be a part of it on a weekly basis. And we're so excited to welcome you into our house today and say, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a part of this experience today. Um, you will have fun. We're going to make it an experience that not only you're going to receive something, but I believe and I stand by today that you're going to take something away from here that you're going to be able to reach out and be able to give to somebody else. And so I'm believing for that today. Uh, God is an amazing God. Last week we got to celebrate his resurrection. And this week we get to celebrate life. Because you made it from last week and you made it to this week. And every morning I wake up, I'm like, all right, Jesus, let's go again. So thanks for coming today. Thanks for being a part. We're going we're gonna to speak a word here today that God has laid on my heart. Um, he downloaded it into me so that I could relay it to you. And, uh, and I, I want you to understand that, that God has something for you today. All you got to do is open yourself up for it, receive of who he is. Um, if you came in here today with maybe a stiff arm to who God is, let me just help you. Uh, just put your arm down by your side. I'm not going to say anything that's threatening. Just put your arm down by your side and let him just speak to you. If you'll open up your heart and kind of just, just take down the walls for, for maybe even just 30 minutes for me, just take down the walls. I promise you God will speak something to you. He never leaves someone out hanging to where they don't know what's going on. Never. I've never lived my life not having an answer from God, ever. There's things that I had to wait for, but I've never not had an answer. And so please understand today that God has something for you. He wants to speak to your life. He wants to speak right to your situation. I don't know where you came from this week. I don't know what went on during your week. Uh, my week was a little stressful. I had a few moments where I actually had to walk away from jobs and go. I went, uh, at one point in time, I went up to the top of the Kennett parking garage just so that I could see why God called me here so that I wouldn't be stressed out about why he called me here. Right? Some moments you have, to, you have to step away and just kind of step back and look into the big picture and say, okay, God, I, I might be stressed out in this little moment, but I need to step back and realize the big picture of why you sent us here. 
And I don't know where you're at in your job. Maybe you need to take a step back and say, you know what, God? I've been so in a routine that I've lost and missed out on the calling that you've called me for for that job. And maybe you just need to take a step back and realize God called you there for so much more than what you're actually taking advantage of. And it's for such a time as this. And so maybe you need to do that this week where you just take a step back. It's okay. It's okay to be stressed. But remember, stress is an option you choose to apply. And so when you choose to apply it, that's the moment you become stressed. And so you have the option to choose to say, you know what, I'm not going to stress about it, but I'm going to step back and reevaluate my situation so that I don't become stupid stressed. Anyways, that was just a free nugget. The rest is going to cost you $5 at the door as you leave. Um, but I, I, put together, I put together what God downloaded into me, and I'm so excited to share it with you. My title today, and if you're taking notes, you can write it down. My title today is Faith Determines Outcome. Faith Determines Outcome. Your faith level will determine where you end up. Faith Determines Outcome. My son, Roman, like I said, he, uh, he's turning three in September. Uh, he's a firecracker. He's a nut. He's kind of a weirdo, but he's my weirdo, and I love him to death because I'm a weirdo, and so we're kind of weirdos together, and um, any moment of time in my house where I can't find him, I know he's either outside on, on my mower or on my motorcycle. It's really unsafe, but he just ends up out there, uh, so I love him to death. He's, he's crazy, but I, I was going on a trip. I went on a trip to Pittsburgh, and when I got home from the trip, I had my luggage with me, and, and I walked in the garage. And he greeted me at the door like he always does. He's, he, he always opens up the door. I know when I lift the garage gate that the door to the house is going to be open. He's just always there. He's like, da, da. So I always have to be careful when I'm pulling in. And I open up the garage door, and there he's standing. And, and he wants to help me carry my luggage into the house. Now, all you parents of children know this probably isn't going to help. So he grabs onto my luggage, and, 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 and I'm like, all right, dude, you know, we're going to do this together. <laughs> and basically me lifting you with the luggage now. So I'm, I'm pulling him along with me, and he's like, you know, da-da, helping. You know, he's, he's like kind of walking behind it. And I'm, I'm pulling him along, and, and, and he thinks he's helping me. And so we're kind of walking through the garage, you know, getting through, trying not to scratch the car. It's a big thing in my life, guys, Okay. So we're walking past the car, we get into the house, and, and, and whatever, and, and he sits down, I'm like, dude, good job, you know, we, we high five and whatever, and, and he feels so accomplished, but I know all he did was literally ruin my experience to get my luggage in, because it was very hard now, where it could have been very easy, and I put my luggage down in the house, and I thought, literally right there, I thought, I wonder if that's how Jesus feels, I wonder if that's what he feels whenever I say I want to help his plan. I wonder if this is how he feels. Now, he lets me do it and probably teaches me some lessons through it. But I didn't help him. <laughs> I was basically hindering him. From doing what would have been easy, you know, Jesus, when he first came to this earth, he could have just spoken it all into existence like he did, and then he could have just ran everybody like puppets. He's a powerful God. He has the power to do anything. He can snuff you out. 
or raise you up. He's an on-time God. And so he had the power to create kind of like a little Lego world and sit over it and do what he wanted. But he chose to give you and me free will. Really, God? You had the choice to, to control every situation, and you gave me free will? You gave me the opportunity to make your job harder? Right? Your faith determines your outcome. So as we got inside, I thought, man, dude, I, I can just picture God. Being like, hey, Zay, I, I, want, I want you to do this for me, okay? I, I've set this person up in your life that I've called you to reach. And I want you to do that. And I can just see, I can just see it, it, as God looks down on my situation and, and I choose not to reach out to that person. I can just see him being like, come on, Zay. Come on, I'm just going to tug you along and I'm just going to help you out here. Now, now, you're making my job a lot more difficult, but, but if you'll just, just come on, come on, come over here. Now, now, talk to him. Just have a conversation. I can just see God doing that. I can, I can see the, the moment where he's fathering me into understanding who he is. How many of you have a father? <laughs> Don't raise your hands. I'm homeschooled, but I'm not that stupid. Some of you are like, hey, I do. <laughs> we're not going to talk about the birds and the bees. I was, I, we're not going to go there. Your father had to teach and train you. Your mother had to teach and train you. Let me tell you, in a father's spot, it's not always easy. But when you see your child actually understand and get what you've been teaching them, it is so rewarding, it's ridiculous. And I wonder if that's the reason God gave us free will. Because he wanted to celebrate every time we did exactly what we were supposed to do. And I wonder if he did that on purpose so that in those moments he could say, way to go, good and faithful servant. Well done. Well done. I've been teaching and training you from birth. I made you in the womb. Yeah, you chose to run for a little bit, but I knew that I could put some people in your path. I knew that I could put some situations in your path that would call you to greatness, that would push you to your destiny where I have called you for now, where you have found my name, and now you're serving me with all your heart. Yes, it was an experience. Yes, it was hard. It wasn't always easy, but wasn't it worth it? And I wonder how much God celebrates over me. I think about that often. God, do you have moments of celebratory praise whenever I walk out of the house? Because you know I'm going to do something spectacular for your, your name. You ever think about that? You know, you're like you step out of your neighborhood expecting all your neighbors to be out on their front porch clapping as you walk out. <laughs> you don't think that way? Is that just me? I mow my grass, and I expect my neighbors to walk by and be like, wow, man, great lines. Thank you. I'll be here all week. You don't do that? Oh, man. But I, I, wonder, if, I, I wonder if Jesus celebrates what I'm doing. And then I realize 
He's been, celebra- he's been celebrating me from the beginning. The moment I chose to give my heart to him was the moment that he grabbed my hand to lead me. Up until that moment, he was setting up on-purpose situations for me to be able to find him. There's a few different, to me, and there's a million different types of faith. But I want to talk about four today. Uh, We okay with that? Faith is an amazing thing. It's an an incredible trait. Uh, It's an incredible thing that you can apply to your life. And when you do apply faith to your relationship with God, it pushes you into situations that you couldn't have got in by yourself. The first type of faith is, is common faith. It's the faith that a lot of people have. Uh, in, in, in Titus uh, chapter 1, it says, it is referred to as common faith. Okay, this is a faith between, you know, all, probably all believers, they walk in the door, we have common faith. You know, it's like, ah, yeah, I believe it. Jesus is alive. He's good. Most people have heard about Jesus and they say, yeah, you know, I believe in Jesus. That's just common faith. We have common faith. And then, and then, and then there's this thing called growing faith. And, and this, this growing faith is, is mostly found in new believers. Because growing faith, when you first give your heart to God, you want all of him. So your faith is growing on a daily basis, maybe even an hourly basis. You literally walk into the grocery store, somebody says hi, you're like, Jesus, you have risen. They said hi to me. I mean, it's just like literally these moments, everything is faith-based. Everything goes back to Jesus. Your car is like all right there on E. You pull in the gas as you get the thing out. You're like, I made it. Jesus, you are alive. You have risen. Today is your day. Amen. And you fill up your car. That, everything goes back to Jesus. Your faith level is growing to match your relationship with Jesus. And then, and then number three, there's a, a thing that, that I love because it comes from somebody that, that has has experienced maybe a miracle or something, and it's called great faith. And this great faith is something that, that you believe and you stand on it. And you start praying for healing, and you're like, I believe it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. But even if it doesn't, I'm going to stand by it anyways. I got great faith, right? And you got to do this little marching thing while you're talking because it makes you even more serious. But then there's my favorite, and this is the one I pray over every single person in this room today, and I also pray it over every single person in the parking lot right now, and that is unwavering faith. Why do I pray unwavering faith? Because I want you to no matter what, I want you to believe that Jesus is Lord that he will do what he said he, he will do, that he will heal whatever you are praying for, that he will do the things that you are praying for him to do. I want you to have unwavering faith. And today he's going to do it. And he's going to do it in your life. Today everything that you've been praying for, everything that you've been believing for, today Jesus has your answer. You might not get the answer today, but you need to have faith that you are going to receive it. Some of you are sitting in this room and your marriage is awful. 
God wants you to have unwavering faith that that marriage will be successful in his name. Maybe some of you are addicted to drugs, maybe drinking, I don't know, whatever it is. God wants you to know that that addiction will drop in Jesus' name. But you have to have faith. Unwavering faith. Common faith. We all got it. We can join hands at the end of the day, sing kumbaya, and our common faith will spread from hand to hand. Everybody's got common faith. Growing faith, man, those new believers. You know, it, it takes, I, I love it. I love seeing a new believer because they believe anything, you tell them. Like, dude, yeah, Jesus' hair was down below his butt. He wore kukarachi sandals and a white robe. It was awesome. They're like, yeah, woo, Jesus is risen. It's awesome. You can tell them that Jesus shaved their arms, his arms, and they believe it. It's growing faith. They're just growing. They haven't read the whole book yet, but they're experiencing everything in real life, in real time. It's growing faith. It's good faith, but then there's great faith. <laughs> great faith is amazing. Great faith is, is strong. Great faith believes big things. But unwavering faith is better than them all. Because you can't shake unwavering, unwavering faith. Can't shake it. I want to be unshaken. I want to be, sorry, I want to be unshakable. I want to know what I know, believe what I believe, stand by it, stand on it, and not be able to be moved. I want this neck not to look to the right or to the left. I want it to look forward at the prize. I want this backbone to be, stay straight, not bend. I want these legs to stay firmly planted in who God has called me to be. You don't determine my future, I do. My life is with Christ, and anything you say does not penetrate me. It bounces off me. It goes back on you. <laughs> okay, we're going to start reading the Bible now because we've got to get to the Bible. In Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is confidence. It's confidence. It's I know, I stand by, I absolutely am for and know for a fact that what I hope for will come to pass. Psalm 62 verse 5 says, let all that I am wait quietly before God for my hope is in him. How many of you talk more than you listen? This is a common problem in my life. Luckily, I married a wife that lets me talk. It's good. Sometimes you have to be quiet in his presence to receive of who he is. If you're always loud, you're washing out the voice of God. And sometimes he needs a quiet moment so that he can speak and penetrate your heart. Noise sometimes is dangerous. Did you know that over 87 decibels is when you start to go deaf? Did you know that normal life on a daily basis is in the 90s? You're already deaf. <laughs> Just by normal life. Why do you think this verse exists? 
so that you know to step back and not be deafened out by the world, but get quiet in his presence so that you can receive and hear what he's speaking to your heart. Quiet moments are necessary to build your faith level. And where I want to head next is to build your trust level. Because faith doesn't exist until you trust. It's just true. Faith does not exist until you trust. You walk through the doors of the church for the first time, you're doubting everything. You're looking at everything, you're reading through everything. I do it all the time when I walk into a new environment. I am reading that environment up and down. I'm doubting everything that comes my way until I know because we live in a world that is full of lies. You can walk into any club in Philly, it's full of lies. But if you understand who you are, if you know what you trust, then faith can follow easily. And maybe today some of you are struggling with your trust in God. And that's why your faith is lacking. And God wants you to know today if you will give him all of you and place yourself in his hands, that he will help you to raise your faith level. In Hebrews 6, chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Therefore let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. <laughs> maturity is hard. I like to be immature. I like toys. I like big toys. I like expensive toys. I like toys. Toys are fun. Why would I want to be mature when there's so much fun with immaturity? Luckily, I married a wife that lets me be immature. <laughs> Some days. Did you know that if you're immature in your faith, if you're immature in your relationship with God, you're not getting all out of it that, of what you could? You're missing out on the things that God's wanting to instill in you because you're stuck being in elementary school. And God wants you to know today to rise up. Rise up. Pick yourself up. Speak life into the dead bones. Speak fire into your soul. And say, I am done with learning the same things over and over again. My attention span has grown over the years. I can take more time to understand who he is. So, God, I'm going to take these moments for you to teach me so that I can move past the junior high level and I can move on into my grown years where I can receive of who you are. I can speak truth of what you've done in and through me. God wants it for you today. You might think it's impossible to grow up in your relationship with God. God wants you to know it's very easy. All you have to do is give yourself to him wholeheartedly, and he will teach you the rest. Anybody read the Bible? <laughs> if you read the Bible, you will be taught by yourself just by opening up the book. I'm going to ask uh, one of the disciples, or maybe even Jesus himself when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask him, God... Did you, did you put these in here? Um, because you know me, Lord. You know that when I read something, I walk away from it and I can't remember it. 
but God, did you put some special power on this book that when I read this, I feel like I don't really understand it, but then when I get out into a conversation, everything that I read comes back to me. Did you do that on purpose? Is, is that something you did, God? Because I feel like I'm an idiot. But then I get into a conversation and I, I remember a verse that I maybe read a year ago. And it just comes back to me. Did, did you do that? Did you put like a special pe- spell or something on this thing? That when I read it, I actually understand it? When I try to talk about it? Read your word. God will do the rest. And then you skip down to verse 19, Hebrews 6, verse 19 now. It says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. You trust in Jesus. Trust builds faith. And then you hope. Oh, and you hope hard. You hope hard. See, see, I believe that Jesus will, and he's going to, but even if he doesn't, I'm not walking away. I believe that Jesus will heal this sickness in Jesus' name because doctors said it's uncurable. I'm saying that Jesus will heal it in Jesus' name. It's going to be done, but even if it doesn't, I'm not walking away. I believe that Jesus can pull me out of this financial hole that I have put myself in. And he will. But even if he doesn't, I'm going to work my butt off to get it all paid off myself. God's not going to deliver you from something that you keep putting yourself back into. Uh-oh. <laughs> and half the crowd just shut me off. I'm serious. I'm serious. You complain about money issues, but you spend like a crazy person. God's not going to put money in your wallet. Because when he puts it in your wallet, you're going to continue to spend it. So stop spending it. Whoa. Whoa. That hurt me, and I was the one saying it. Brian Sammons, where are you at? Stand up. 101 days free of smoking. I love you. And you're here today because God knew that when the last thing you went to the hospital for, that you were going to quit, and he gave him life again. And Brian said, okay, instead of going back into my old habits, it's going to put me back in the same situation again. Why don't I go ahead and quit and let God do the rest? I'm proud of you. It's 101 days free today. That's a celebratory moment. God will do in you what you want to come from it. You see, a whole bunch of times we get so confused because we're like, God, why are you not answering my prayer? And God's like, you have not done what I've called you to do yet. So how can I answer the prayer that you want me to answer? You keep living the same way, doing your little circles around and around, and you're praying these big prayers. I can't deliver big prayers into a small little circle. Expand your life a little bit. Do what I've called you to do, and then I'll bring in the blessing. And he will bring in the blessing. I've experienced it. I don't deserve it. I've messed up. But God has continually been there. 
because he's faithful. Okay. Matthew 17. I'm like my dad. I like a lot of verses. I feel like God speaks through the Bible, and so I like to read it. Matthew 17, verse 14. It says, when they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. I would hate to have been in that room. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he, is, he was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible with you. <laughs> That's a scary room to be in. Jesus walks in and says, you perverse. Ugh, I am disgusted with you. I can't, I can't imagine. And then he looks past them. After he has just let them know, how long should I follow you? How long do I have to spend teaching and training you the same things over and over again that you will not learn? I thought I've done better than this. Really? I've had these moments with my kids. Honest moment. Little transparency. Come on, London. I thought I told you not to do that. I thought I trained you better than that. You look at them in the eye when you say hello. Come on, baby. You're better than that. You're a Hollis. It's a moment that I'm taking to train my daughter to be who God's called her to be. And it's my job to train her up. And when she's not acting the way she's supposed to act, I have to act how God has acted me to act. When I look at her and I say, you better rise up, young lady, because you got a lot on your shoulders in the future. God is going to use you in incredible ways, but you have to know who you are. You have to act the way that a young Christian lady acts. You have to do what God is calling you to do, and if you keep doing the same things you're doing now, you will never amount to anything. Now, I don't tell her that but I'm thinking it, and I want to help her. I want to train her. I want to teach her. I want to mold and shape her into the beautiful woman of God that she is. And God is doing the same thing, and in this moment, he's looking at his disciples, and he's like, what have I been doing? Who are you? I have called you to greatness, and you can't even have a little bit of faith over here to heal this? Are you serious? All right, you know what? Bring her to me. <laughs> I love this. He totally forgets them. It says, all right, bring him to me. Forget them. Bring him to me. I can picture the moment. It was heavy in there. You could hear every breath. In Jesus' name, demons are out. 
gone. Okay, good. Disciples come back later because when something amazing happens like that, you, you want to ask questions, right? They come back, Jesus, why? Why were you able to heal and we were not? Because you have no faith. Wow. Those that were taught by him, the son of God, didn't have faith. I wonder if we're struggling with our faith today. And I want to let you know that that God sent this church here to teach and to train and to help you understand what he has put inside of you that he can use you for. No person in this room is greater than the other. Amen. But we all have different callings on our life. And I have to have faith that can move mountains to be able to get through it. And you have to have faith that can move mountains to get through it. Where's your faith level? Because your faith determines your outcome. If the disciples would have had faith that day, they wouldn't have had to call on Jesus to do the miracle. Your faith determines your outcome. I, I was, I was, I've been flying a lot lately, and I don't know why. It's just random things have popped up, and been flying a lot. And airport security is crazy. There are a bunch of nuts that I love. But I've been flying a lot, and, and, and you know when you go through security, and they're, they're like, take all your clothes off, socks, pants, shirts, everything out of your pockets, right? And they're just, they're just shouting to you, if you got glasses on, take them off, hats off, gloves off. I'm like, I don't have anything else on. I'm standing in this line buck naked. Right? It's like, what are we doing here? This is crazy. So I, 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 flew, I flew two times by myself and, and did this whole thing and this whole process and, and went through. And, you know, by the time you get to the other side, you feel violated. And they're putting the wand in places they shouldn't be putting the wand. And I, I wore these pants both times with zippers that went down my legs. Stupid idea. Zippers put off the sensor thingy. They're like, you, to the side. I'm like, oh. And as I'm walking, I'm like, it's the zippers. So, I mean, they're, you know, they're, the wand goes everywhere. It's like, oh, stop wanding me. Wanda and her wand, it just drives me nuts. So, so anyway, so, so then I took Brittany, and, and, and I, I, we, were, we were getting ready to get on our plane, and we were going through security, and I was like, babe, before they even say a thing, take it all off. I'd like that too, so just take it all off. So we're, we're taking it off, right? I'm, just, I'm ripping belts. I'm like, you know. I, I wore that belt on purpose so that I could rip it out. And it rips through all the loops, and I love it. It's just a good sound. I'm like, yeah, my belt's off, and things are coming out of my pocket. Here's my wallet and my phone and my glasses and my hat. So I get in line. I got my shoes off, my socks on. I'm standing there. I feel violated already. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for your security. The lady looks at me. She goes, put your clothes back on. 
was like, are you serious? She's like, we don't do that here. Computer back in your bag, put your belt on, shirt back on, everything goes back on. You're walking through fully loaded today. Only thing that goes through the belt is your bag. Are you dumb? Man, I was frustrated. I was putting my belt back on and putting my shoes back on. I was like, babe, get dressed. Walk up to the lady. I'm like, is this new protocol? Because I just got to work out back there. She's like, yeah, this is what we do here. So we get, to the, we get to our destination. We get ready to fly out, and we're coming up to the line, and now I have questions because now I am not getting undressed, and I'm not staying dressed. Now I'm going to ask you. So I was like, hey, do we undress or stay dressed? The guy was like, no, you, you get undressed. And I was like, okay, because the last airport, and I went and I told him my story. I was like, they made me undress, and then I had to get dressed again because their protocol was different than yours, and I thought protocol was same all around. Did you know churches around the world are all different? But Christianity and the relationship with Jesus never changes. And, and, and I thought about this. I thought about this. My faith level in the airport security has dropped. I have zero trust now of what they're going to tell me and what they're going to make me do. But I have never wavered in my faith on what God's going to do. Your faith determines your outcome. If they would have prepared me, those idiots, then I would have known what to do. But I was ill-prepared. And God wants you to know today that you are never ill-prepared. God is going to condition you from the beginning. The moment that you give your life to Christ, he starts conditioning you. He starts getting you ready for the battle. It's your choice in the morning whether you put the armor of God on. <laughs> but he's conditioning your soul. And he's getting you ready for battle. So where's your faith level today? There's a, there's a, there's a, a song that I love. and uh, it, Oh, man. Can we sing it real quick? Is that okay? Is that, is that okay? Can you sing it with me? All right, we're going to sing it together, okay? It just, it's real simple. It is well. So good, I love it. Okay. It is well Come on, sing it again. And I want you to start speaking to your soul because this is where it starts. Come on. Oh yeah, sing it out. Start to believe what you're singing. It's well with your soul when you tell your soul what to do. Come on. Come on, sing it again. I feel some faith levels rising up right now in Jesus' name. Come on. It is well. It is well with my soul. Jesus' name. Come on, one more time. Okay, right there, and stay standing because I'm, I'm closing out. 
you know what? No, sit down. <laughs> you know me in closing is awful. I'm looking at the clock. It's only 1042. I'm going to keep going. Are you okay with that? Okay, good, because I wasn't going to let out anyways. <laughs> Did you feel something? Did you feel that? I was listening to that song, and something started to rise up into me. And I was like, oh, whoa, hey, whoa, 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 wait. Because when I, when I was singing it, I was singing it over and over again. And throughout the song, I started to get emotional. And I, I kept singing it and singing it. And then I started to cry because crying is rare for me. And so I started to cry. It's not. I cry every day. Um, little, I'm like, babe, did you see that commercial? It was amazing. <laughs> but when I started to repeat that song over and over again, I was like, it is something started to stir in me. Oh, man, and I was like, oh, oh, wait, oh, wait, this feeling that I'm feeling, this, this, this conditioning of who I am as a person was, was growing. My faith in that moment was growing. I, I felt something that I hadn't felt in a long time. And I wanted it for you today because I wanted you to understand that you are in control of what you trust and you are in control of what you put your faith in. And your faith determines your outcome. So choose wisely. Because if you're putting your faith into a house or a car or a job, don't do it. A job will let you go. A car will break down. A house will have problems. But if you will put your faith into the most high God, he will never let you down. Okay, we're going to sing another song because this song is insane and it's incredible and it, it blows my mind. We have to sing the song because this song is going to be the song. The first song was to condition your soul. This one's to condition your faith. You okay with that? And I'm just going to keep the keys up here because you guys are better musicians than, than anybody just with your voices. Okay, stand. Because you're going to stand anyways. I'm going to have you stand this time. You ready? Brandon, do you have words for me? It's just the chorus. Or just the, you see me move. You move the mountains, right? Here we go. You ready? Are, are you ready? Are you ready? We're going to condition ourselves a little bit. Here we go. Ready? I've seen you move, you move the mountains, and I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way, and I believe oh, I'll see you do it again. You've seen you move, you much do you believe? I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way. And I believe. I've seen you move. Come on, one more time. Let it grow inside of you. We're going to see it again. What we've seen in here 
is going to come to pass here and now. Let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. Do you believe?